Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The last 12 months has changed our lives in ways which we never expected. Welcome to COVID Lives, a podcast series that looks at Irish lives during this extraordinary time in history. My name is Gavin Dowd, and I'm going to be speaking to people who have unique and meaningful stories to share about their lives throughout the pandemic. Whether it involved looking out for others, starting something new, or just finding ways to remain positive amidst the doom and gloom. This week's guest is Guy Sinus. I had about 600 followers at the start of when I started cooking, and I now have 42,500. Guy became somewhat of an overnight success on social media during the first lockdown. He works for MCD Promotions, an events company which organizes concerts, and it goes without saying that MCD had a pretty quiet year. So Guy, who had a passion for food, took to Instagram to share his recipes to help people cook their way and eat their way through lockdown. As a result, his following ballooned, and today it stands at nearly 43,000 people on Instagram. It must have been weird for you, Guy, someone working in an industry which two weeks before the lockdown saw thousands of people shuffling into the three arena to go and see Lewis Capaldi perform live. After the lockdown, we couldn't see anyone but our immediate family. Overnight, your industry was shut down by the government. How surreal was that? Yeah, it was this extremely surreal experience because no one knew at the time how, you know, how long it would last. Initially, we thought, you know, this is only going to go on for a few weeks. I remember at the time, the initial Leo's announcement had said, you know, oh, you'll be at home for a couple of weeks or whatever. And then that changed, <laughs> extended and extended and extended. So, yeah, it was um, it was absolutely surreal. And it's now been a year and three, two, three months since I've been at a show. Gigs were being rescheduled to the summer and we had so much wishful think- thinking at the start. A delusional thinking, I guess, perhaps thinking that things would, would bounce back in a couple of months, which of course they it became clear they were never going to do. But at what point did you realise that your industry was going to take maybe a year and a half before we all got back to gigs? It's it's quite hard to say because we we, we just we were just go we we just go on on each announcement you know so it's actually quite hard everything was you know month by month and you know you kind of set a deadline or you, you kind of in your own mind you think oh by like September last year everything will be back to normal and then you know things just progressively got worse and then obviously Christmas no one saw that coming and um, yeah so it's a uh, it's a tough one. <laughs> so onto a more positive note. And the reason I decided to speak to you was because you're someone who has used the time very productively and you've pivoted from 
the events industry where there's nothing going on to the food industry where everything's going on because of all the hobbies that people took up in lockdown, I think cooking was top of the list for a lot of people. Uh, was this a hobby of yours all along and did it come into its own during lockdown? Yeah, kind of. Well, I was very fortunate. I've, I've been obsessed with food my whole life. So like I grew up in a, my parents owned a restaurant. We lived over for a few years. I've food. I've, I've just always been completely, completely obsessed with. So I had actually started. We'd moved, look for luckily we kind of we moved last the, the December before COVID. And I was in a bigger kitchen. So I was actually kind of posting a few recipes, uh, at, you know, through January, February, just the odd one, like fried chicken or something like this or whatever. But then wh- as soon as COVID hit, I was like, right, I may as well do something with my time. So I um, I just started making videos. They're step-by-step guides of just, just the stuff I like to eat, I like to cook at home. So it's not like health food, so to speak. It's pastas, it was roasts, it was how to cook big steaks, how to make, you know, carbonara was a big hit, baked ziti from the Sopranos, all of these, it's just, you know, comfort food. And it really, it resonated really fast. Like the, from the first video I did, it just started taking off and taking off and taking off. It was, it was crazy. So for the first two months of lockdown, I did one nearly every day. Now it nearly broke me because it was, you know, 50 days in a row I did, apart from I think one day where I had to take a break or something happened. Or actually, you know what it was? It was actually a family member, like a, a family member had passed away from COVID, you know, and that, that just kind of struck home with me as well, you know, and um, my uncle. So, you know, that, that brought it home. But yeah, the I was just... Yeah, it was just it was just a funny situation, but it was it just it was resonated really fast. I just kept <laughs> and so it just I kept going and going and going, and then after about two months, I kind of tailed off into maybe a couple of weeks, and now I do maybe one a week or whatever, you know, because it's now we're eight. When I what are we now? Fifteen months into it, so uh, it was crazy. I had about. I had 600 followers at the start of when I started cooking and I now have 42 and a half thousand. So, so it's bad, but it's also like anxiety inducing. Cause you're like, I better do something today. I better, I better cook something today. I better. So, you know, you feel the pressure on us. Like these people are following you for a reason, you know? So and you're, you, what you've done, you're, you know, carbonara. And I, I played all the music, music yeah. industry lingo. I played all the hits. Yeah. <laughs> so, so am I now in a difficult second album phase or am I in the, the third album expressing myself kind of thing? I was going to say, you're not a one hit wonder anyway. To sustain the, to sustain the following and to have all the recipes going on for these 15 months, it's, uh, you've got momentum, definitely. So you were doing these quarantine cook-alongs on your Instagram. What kind of people were watching these? And when did it go from just your friends and people in your kind of outer circle watching to anybody and everybody that you had never met? It, it, very quickly it was funny um a week into it or two maybe two weeks into it or maybe uh, between a week and two weeks we had a meeting in work a, a zoom meeting and a girl she was a few years younger than me worked in a different department said that like her friend had sent her my pro page saying you have to follow this guy <laughs> you know um so i was going uh, what i found out is i was going viral in like a whatsapp groups <laughs> because i was at, at this early on i was going to bed and i'd wake up and i'd have 1500 new followers overnight you know and that, and it's great it was, it was brilliant and like 
everyone was trying the things at home and then tagging me and I was getting tagged, you know, 70, 80 times a night at the start, you know, people like Carbonara was the big hit. People love Carbonara. I think, I think it was, it wasn't a conscious choice. It was just, it was just stuff, just stuff I like to eat and other people seem to like eating as well because it tastes good, you know, uh, but yeah. So that can I ask? Cream or no cream in the carbon? No cream, definitely no cream. No, no. I think that's the other thing about it is the simplicity of of doing it. It's like you use, you know, pancetta, or if you really want to be specific, guanciale, which is like the p- pig's gel. But I didn't do that because you don't need to. It's belly gel or whatever. Pancetta is pork. Anyway, the whole point is easy to access ingredients, which everyone knows. There's no like crazy health food stuff. You're not crazy. I mean, like you know, the seven euro seeds you need to get in some sort of. In, you know, you know, whatever vegan shop or whatever. There's no vegan food either. So that's what I've managed to avoid the wrath of the vegans. <laughs> but uh, it's a simple food. Like it's only five ingredients: eggs, cheese, pancetta, spaghetti, pasta. It's 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 not the recipes. It's kind of the cooking techniques, showing people how to do using pasta order to make your sauces better, you know, how to cook roast chicken properly easily, how to like, how to make gravy, how to, how to sear your steaks properly. It's the, it's not really the recipe, so to speak. It's cooking techniques that I've just kind of picked up over my life. And it's hilarious. Like every night I get accidental notifications because I can tell people are obviously cooking something and they, you know, you get like a, a crying emoji on a on the pasta being cooked or something or or something like that. I've always laughed. I always like them just to let them notice for the crack. And, you know, they're always like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." I'm like, "Don't worry, this happens like literally three times a day." It's just funny. You know? <laughs> but uh, but it just shows that the people are you know they're, they're easy to follow videos. They're just broken down into really step-by-step. I don't talk over, that's another thing, I don't speak on them. Definitely, uh, and it it strikes me that simplicity is a big thing in cooking videos now because, I mean, for years we had cooking TV shows uh, with celebrity chefs getting out their blow torches (laughs) to finish their desserts or using these ingredients from Colombia that you'd never find in any shop in Ireland. But now... Chefs like yourselves or, you know, people who have a bit of knack with cooking are just filming videos at home and people just want to know, how do I make the basics? How do I make comfort food and do it well? Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of people just want to have about five or six recipes in their arsenal that they can cook. I get some really nice messages from a lot of mums who have young families and they're always like, thanks a million for showing me how to cook that. Like the carbonara, the other one that's popular is uh, garlic and oil. So it's like agio, eo, eo. It's another super simple one that's, it sounds really simple. It's just, there's a bit of magic in it. It's got garlic, chili flakes, parsley, spaghetti, but it's using the password again, but it's, it's lovely. You can add some prawns to it if you want. A lot of people do that. But I get loads of messages from these ones saying, oh, this is, this is on our week, weekly rotation now, you know? Um, but yeah, the, the, not the ingredients. You would, you want, you know, people, yeah, people don't want it. If, they, if they've never heard of it or it sounds too exotic, I think they switch off. It, it became a cliche in the first lockdown that people were doing banana breads. I don't know why it was banana bread, but everyone seemed to be doing it. And it came to a point where people were cooking so much banana bread, they didn't even want to eat it. It was just the act of cooking banana bread was something to do. Did you have lots of uneaten foods and leftovers? Or were you eating or were you getting high on your own supply, so to speak? 
Oh, yeah. Well, the funny thing is I was so stressed uh, from, you know, making it and cooking it, making sure I'm getting all my photos done. That when I, when I was eating it, I wasn't even hungry anymore. It's like, I was just like focusing on this. It wasn't me cooking for pleasure anymore. You know, I was like, this better look right. I better wipe this down. I better, you know, you know, you know better make this presentable because everything on, on Instagram yeah, has to look clean. I think it looked well and bright and and everything but banana bread i totally yeah performative banana bread baking i have no idea how to bake banana bread nor do i wish to find out how to make bake banana bread i think it's it's gone so far past a cliche now but at the time people were enjoying coming up but i don't know why it became such a thing i i, I don't know I, it, the whole time period is such a bit of a haze for everyone that first you know month or so of the last lockdown it kind of felt, you know, like, like it almost felt like, you know, this is, we didn't think it was going to last that long. It almost felt like people were just like a Christmas holidays, you know? Um, so I think it's a, it's a bit blurry. It's certainly a bit blurry for me. I suppose because I was working so hard on, you know, I was working my day job at from home and then I was making these every evening and, you know, the whole thing was just, just mad. But I don't have an answer on the banana bread, nor do I wish to, to ever find out an answer on banana bread or, or think about banana bread every day. Because I don't, the other thing is I don't do desserts either. It's just not my thing. I don't have a sweet tooth. So I only really cook food I like to eat. And luckily enough, a lot of people seem to agree with my taste buds or, you know, food food choices. So, yeah. <laughs> so what was your lockdown comfort food? It depends. Like, you know, during the week, pasta dishes are great. Like, I like cooking roast chicken every Sunday. So it's, it's you know, like part of your routines, you know. So... I like making roast chicken with like Yorkshire puddings, roast potatoes, green beans, homemade gravy, and like Sunday evening, glass of red wine, that kind of thing, kind of unwind, kind of put some shit, you know, routine on your week, just kind of like a, a thing like that. that. That'd be my main comfort food as well as, you know, cooking steaks on Friday nights or Saturday nights. And I'm not averse to, you know, eating a takeaway. <laughs> like I don't eat as many takeaways as, as everyone else. You can't, you can't just be, you know, cooking every single night. Cause you know, you, you, you take the fun out of it then as well. As you said earlier, you you were somewhat of an accidental celebrity and an overnight celebrity on Instagram. Would this have ever happened if <clears throat> we hadn't got into lockdown? I don't know. Definitely not to the same extent, like maybe a tiny bit. Cause I was cooking a bit, but I had only really started the video, like the, the, yeah, no way to the same extent. It's just hilarious. But the funny thing is, I like, like, I don't, you don't feel like an accidental celebrity because you're in lockdown. I get recognised in the supermarket quite a bit. <laughs> you know, what are you cooking tonight? <laughs> I'm like, I've absolutely no idea. I'm just here for milk. <laughs> so yeah, I get recognised in the street a bit, or I get double taked a bit, you know, which is funny. But again. I'm still in a role, like still in a bubble of that, that we're not out of yet. So I, I haven't actually experienced it that much yet, you know, but I def- it definitely wouldn't have happened in the same way because there was such, from the first video I did, it took off and it, um, it gave, there was loads of, it just had momentum straight away. I, I, I could see it was connecting. So I was just every day, every day, every day, I'll do a new one, a new one, a new one, a new one. Uh, and I wouldn't have been doing that otherwise because it was, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have taken off that way. So yeah, no. <laughs> definitely. I, I w- wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have had the following I had now without definitely without COVID. Not that anyone has ever thanking COVID for anything, you know, but yeah. Sure, sure. But I, I think that's a great thing about your story that look, people have had really, really challenging years. It's, we could never have foreseen anything like this, but people like yourself have really taken the bull by the horns and tried out new things and had a lot of success with it. 
What will your memories be of the past year? The memories will be showing people how to cook and how great it is that people, I'm seeing people cooking the stuff I did and messaging me and just saying, thanks for showing me that. I really appreciate it. And I'm like, I, I feel like, you know, you feel like you're like, don't thank me for it. You, you, you know, you feel like an imposter. Like, you, you know, you're, you're like, I don't, please don't thank me for that. But it's so gratifying that you get so many people cooking the stuff you're making and it's giving them a bit of happiness. It's teaching them something. They, they, they're, they feel more confident at cooking. So that's the best part of it by miles. You feel like you're actually doing something for somebody. You feel like, you know, you've taught your help. It's, you know, it's hard to articulate, <laughs> you know, you feel like you've helped someone, you know, and uh, sure, that's, sure. The best, that's the best thing about it. To, to take the cliched proverb, give a man a fish. He'll have, a dinner for that evening, teach a man how to fish and he'll be fed forevermore. So Guy, that's exactly. your, your legacy. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so I have to ask before you we finish up and you've been very generous with your time. I appreciate this. Because you're someone who's in the events industry, what's the first gig you're going to go to when this is all over? I will look forward to the return just for pure nostalgia of Guns N' Roses at Marley Park because it'll just it'll be one of those shows that I, the, the Slane gig a few years back was just spectacular spectacular like it was they really well because you know people can be you know cynical about you know reunions and all that but the whole place like the from the the production through the whole like it like and slain is eighty thousand people you'd want to have a you know a proper production and performance to put that together and you know you know people hadn't seen them together in ages and blah 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 and it blew me away so that's what that's what i'm really looking forward to guy i think everyone listening looks forward to being in that guns and roses crowd with you that's episode two of covid lives and if you enjoyed the podcast please subscribe and leave us a review talk to you soon 